The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Teen Wealth Radio a show just for teens, their parents, and educators to come together and discuss the issues that are affecting our youth today. Your host is Brandy England. Brandy is joined each week by amazing guests, as well as a regular panel of co-hosts who are here to give you ideas and encouragement every step of the way. We also have plenty of other surprises on today's show. So let's get started. Here's your host, Brandy England. Hi, everybody, and thanks for tuning in. This week, we're talking about bullying, a subject dear to all of our hearts because everybody's been bullied or has been a bully at some time in their lives or witnessed bullying. So really excited. We've got a a great group of guests and a couple of uh, uh, great hosts that are going to share some stories with you as well. So welcome. Cool. Thanks, Brandy. So um, I just wanted to remind everyone that if you want to text in to us, text 707 Two zero zero sixty three eighty six. Text the word bully and your email address, and we're giving prizes and books after the show. Uh, I'm going to unleash an amazing man on you. <laughs> His name is Damian Gordon. He's one of our hosts. Uh, you haven't heard a lot from him, but he is truly passionate about bullying. So uh, he's going to tell you a little bit about his story, and I hope you can identify with some of the things he says, or or maybe disagree with them. We'll see. Hey, hi everybody. My name is Damian Gordon, and. Uh, yeah, bullying and anti-bullying or anti-bullying is something that I hold very dear to my heart because I was bullied as a child. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, when I was in grade, well, I think it started in grade, when it really got bad was grade seven. And I had this guy that was, he was relentless, like I had a target on my back and he wouldn't leave me alone and he would find me and seek me out no matter where I was in the school uh, to the point where um, I ended up having to repeat grade seven. So, in you know that the, the in between stage of grade seven and eight, I did grade seven twice because I was preoccupied most of the time in grade in the first year of my grade seven with trying to get away from this guy. And in the policy of the school was if two people are caught fighting, you both get expelled or you both get suspended. And that's what kept happening. And along with trying to make sure he wasn't down a certain hallway or you know the the uh, the classic. You know, you're dead at three o'clock. That kind of stuff was always happening, and it just, it just, it, it's just one of those things that it was like it, it would, it would, you'd wake up thinking, you know, man, I got to go to school. Dude's going to be there. This was going to happen. You still haven't forgot about what happened yesterday, but yet you have to think about what's going to happen today and tomorrow, next day, and you look forward to the weekend because uh, you don't have to go to school. And other kids are looking forward to the weekend because they're not going to school because it's fun. I'm thinking, whew, I don't have to deal with him. And so I ended up repeating grade seven. And, you know, if you get left back or, or held back, whatever you want to call it, it affects your entire life. It's a ripple effect. And uh, so I was telling Brandon this story one day about this, this guy. And this one particular day, he was having a bad day with something and decided to take it out on me. 
and it was uh, it was lunchtime, and I was one of those kids that, you know, you got the cool section, you got the nerd section, you got the in betweens where everybody else is mainly like the general population. I couldn't even sit with the cool with with, with the nerd kids. I, I I sat by myself. I literally stood most of the time outside, eating my lunch, looking in at the cafeteria, wondering what people are saying, you know. Uh, joining in their conversations, watching their mouths, laughing at their jokes, even though I didn't know what the hell they're saying, just so I could just, you know, still be a part of the crowd. But there's that wall, and and and, and the the window was in between me and me and the, the rest of the people. So this one particular day, and I'm hurrying the story. It's a very long story. It takes forever to tell. I like telling stories and being very dramatic with sound effects and all that kind of stuff. But I'm limited to <laughs> 12 minutes, so I got to hurry up. Uh, <laughs> Keep the sound effects in. Yeah. Yeah, definitely sound effects. Uh, I would. Um, so this guy, <laughs> he, he, he found me and he dragged me to the top of this hill. And it's at the side of the school, but everybody can see. Like this is where the school buses would pull up. This is where the kids would get dropped off and picked up. And so when he brought me to the top of the hill, everybody's wondering what's going on, these two guys standing at the top of the hill. And I asked him when he's grabbing me by my shirt and pulling me to the top of the hill, his name is Terry. I said, Terry, why are you bring me to the top of the hill? And he said, because I'm having a bad day. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't know what I got to do with that. And so I'm thinking in my head, I didn't say that. I wouldn't dare say that. So when we get to the top of the hill, he turns to me. My back is to the hill. And he punches me dead in my face, dead in my nose, dead in my face. And I fall head over heel, literally head over heel, like my back never touched the ground, head over heel down to the bottom of the hill. I might've like did a complete somersault two or three times. I got to the bottom of the hill and the bottom of the hill, it was raining a couple of days before that. So there was this like mud kind of sludge at the bottom. So of course I fell in it with my school clothes on. And then I'm figuring, okay, he hit me. I've been hit before. It's over. As I'm getting up, he drags me to the top of the hill again. And he did this honest to God, between seven and nine times. And every time I got to the bottom of the hill, there was more and more people at the bottom cheering. You know, and I, I couldn't believe nobody would stop. But it would help me. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 wouldn't, I didn't want to swing because it would make it worse. And I, I swung on him before and I regretted it. And you know, my parents never knew anything about this. And if they ever asked me what happened, it was, oh, we're you know, in wrestling practice in school. You know, I got an elbow in the face. It never happened. Like that. It wasn't even on the wrestling team. <laughs> so, um, the last time he hit me, I go to the bottom of the hill and I'm defeated now physically, mentally, I'm crying. And my next door neighbor, she gets in between us and she's built like, like a rail. She is so tiny and so skinny and I'm standing behind her and my manly instinct would be to push her out of the way and be like, watch out, this is man stuff. But I didn't move. I didn't move her. I just stood there behind her like, Oh God, he's going to just move around and take me again. And it was her that stopped him from doing it again. Then I said, other people were like, yeah, you know, leave him alone, leave him alone. But it's only before this little tiny, like skinny, 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 skinny girl came there and said, you need to stop hitting him. Like, you know, this is ridiculous. And then that's when the, 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 the school monitors come over and that's when the teachers come over and they took both of us to the office. And then that's when we both got suspended. And I'm sitting in the office, like, covered in mud. I got mud in my ears. I got mud in my face. I got mud in my teeth. I got mud everywhere. And we both got suspended. I'm, I'm looking like, can't you see this, like, 
I, I understand it's a school policy, but can't you see that this is not right? So now I had to walk home and explain. And, and I have Jamaican parents, so <laughs> there's really not too much you, you can, they're going to listen to. You're going back to school, or you're going to get your ass whooped at home for, for getting your ass whooped at school. It's just the way it was. So I, I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? So walking home, I, was past, I passed this, this, um, this place called Nautilus Taekwondo. And, and I went in there, and I sat in the corner, and I watched these other kids you know, they're breaking boards, they're doing these patterns, they're doing it, you know, in sync with each other. And the instructor walked around with a bamboo stick and long story short, he ended up seeing me. I ended up like scurrying out of there. You know, I'm still like, you know, I got dried mud all over my clothes and everything. And I, you know, I grab my, my, my bag and I leave. And he says, hey, come here. And I said, you know, okay, I'll leave right now. Please, please, please don't hit me, don't hit me. And he looks at me and he realized my face is effed up. Like, I'm, something happened to me. And he said, what happened? I said, I oh, don't worry about it. I'm leaving now. I promise I won't bother you again. And he said, well, you're here for a reason. And I took the long way home. Like, this is completely out of my way to go home. But I didn't want to take a normal path that maybe Terry would see me on and finish the job. So through me taking this long way, I ended up uh, going to this class. And I, I told him, I don't have the money to join this class. He says, why don't you talk to your parents? I said, my mom, you know, single parent, she doesn't have money. She works, she's a nurse working all day, all night. I don't have the money. So he ended up letting me join the class, but I had to buy a uniform. I had to buy a gi. So she forked out the money for that. And eventually I ended up, you know, having to join the class. And um, I stayed there four years and I was there every single day. Even the days that the class wasn't on, I was there. And the instructor was like, you know, why are you here? I said, because I need to learn more. I need to learn more. And he said, you, you, you don't, you're interested, but it's like a survival interest. I said, yeah, I need to stop this, 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 this madness that happens at school. I, have to, I, I, can't, I can't take it anymore. Other kids were getting dropped off there by their parents. You know, kids drop off their parents for hockey, ballet. I was there to learn, to learn how to survive. And so when he saw that in my face, he, he, I wasn't supposed to be there. You only pay for a certain amount of, of, of days to be there. And I was there on, on the off days. And so he said, listen, um, you have to learn how to, he was teaching me patterns and stuff. And years went by. He said, okay, you have the patterns down. You know, you can kick and you can punch and you know, all, all the, all the, all the, I knew everything what to do in, in the different degrees of belts that I ended up getting. But he said, you need to train with weights now to make your kicks and punches stronger. So that's when I started lifting weights. And along hey, with, Damien, with being, just, yes. Sorry, yeah. right, just a quick question. Can, was, your, was your karate instructor named Mr. McGee? Because this sounds, or Miyagi? Because this sounds exactly <laughs> like the karate kid. You could see that movie. <laughs> this, this, I mean, you're, no, you're like no, Daniel. No, no, no. Like no, no, he, <laughs> no, he, <laughs> no, his name was Master Rick Paris. This is in Toronto. Oh, right? okay. and, uh, you could have uh, seen that movie, I'm telling you. <laughs> it would have been a better movie. Uh, uh, but but uh, so after that, um, I, I started taking up uh, lifting weights along with the martial arts. And then my instructor moved to another city where I couldn't get to by, by bus or anything like that. It would have taken me too long and I would have been coming home really late. So they changed my instructor. And if you had any, anybody instruct you in any field, in anything, if they ever changed the instructor on you, it's not the same. 
the brand of what you were doing is not the same. So I quickly got disinterested in Taekwondo altogether and just took up bodybuilding. And so long story short, I started being a bouncer at clubs in Toronto and I'm standing in line one day. I'm, 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 I'm standing at the front of the line at this posh club and I look in the line and lo and behold, all these years later, I see Terry and he's standing there with his girl and you know, this is where all, all the doormen we wore, we wore like basic, you know, uh, tie, cummerbund. It was a very, back then, this was a very upscale club. And so I let everybody in and I stopped. I let his girlfriend pass and I stopped it at him. And he said, hey, you know, I'm with her. I said, well, don't worry, you, you'll get in in a minute. And uh, so I said, we just have to let, let the line go in and, you know, and then I'm looking at him and he doesn't even realize why I'm looking at him. He has no clue who I am. So I open up the velvet roll and I said, sir, can you step over here, please? I close it back and I give the guy, my, my, my colleague, I give him the, 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 the counter, the little palm counter to count the people. I said, come over here, sir. And I walk him over and I said, uh, do you know who I am? And he says, no. And I said, okay, is your name Terry? He said, yes. And I'm not gonna say his last name on, online, but um, he said, yes, it is. And he's looking at me like, do I know you? And I said, you don't know me. You don't, look in my eyes, Terry. Please look in my eyes. Tell me you don't know who I am. And my heart's pounding. I took off my bow tie. I handed it to, to, to my colleague. And I'm, I'm trying my best not to whoop his ass right there. And I'm seeing this guy starting to, and he's, he's the same size he was in school while I grew immensely. And so I'm wondering, you know, this guy doesn't realize who I am. He doesn't, he doesn't get it. I was that insignificant in his life. I was just a toy to him. And that, and that enraged me even more. But to, to see the look on his face, and I could tell his mouth was getting dry. He's trying to swallow. His girlfriend's looking at him. He's looking at her. He's like, I don't know what's going on. He wasn't saying this, but I could see it in his eyes. I said, Terry, my name is Damien Gordon. And I stopped. And he looked at me. He's like, okay. And I said, Think back to our school. Say the name in your head. And it clicked all of a sudden. And then he was like, oh my God. And I said, yes. Now I'm going to impose my will upon you. I want you to feel what I felt all those days, repeating grade seven in school. And he put his hands up. No, 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 please, please, please. Because he understood now. He was getting it. And he understood what he was putting me through, but he, he, only, he can only understand from maybe being older and understand what he, he was preying upon me, but he didn't get it. You'll never get it. When you're bullied, if anybody's listening, when you're bullied, the other guy doesn't get it, and they will never get it. And that's the thing. So anyways, I didn't beat him. I didn't do anything to him. Seeing him in such fear and terror in his eyes of what I might do, if, if I didn't think past that, it would have dulled the effect that I was having over him. The suspense of when he might get hit was killing him. And, and, um, and it was the, 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 the better man thing to do. Of course, the other side of me wanted you know tear him a new asshole, but I didn't. But, Damien. But, uh, yes. <laughs> you have an amazing Instagram and, and a really incredible story. <laughs> and I could literally listen to you tell a lot of your stories over and over again because yeah. you now do professional bodybuilding and compete and, and train others and, and you've done some pretty cool things in your life but we do have to go to break um, I'm okay. just 
I'm just noticing there's a there's a very common theme. I mean, we've been going, this is our third episode now of Team Wealth Radio. And right. I'm noticing over and over, no matter who tells a story, that there's one common theme. And there was one person that entered in your life, Mr. Miyagi, or whatever his name was, <laughs> and, and, and made a difference and believed in you and helped you and coached you and stood up for you and found one yeah. mentor. So even though the whole school was around, maybe that was that skinny girl that stood up as well when you were covered in mud. There's, it's, it's beautiful to know that each of us, if we just reach out to five young people that may be in a troubled time or even one, we, we could be that catalyst that changes their lives and make a positive impact. So everybody who's listening, we do have to go to break. As soon as we come back, we have a woman that I am proud to call one of my closest friends on earth. She's the director of Art with Impact Canada. Natalie Daly will be joining us next, and we're very excited to have her. Damien, thank you so much, and I'll put up his social media links if anyone wants to follow him and find out more about his story. Thanks a lot, guys. And Brandy. Thank you. Brandy, just The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Do you want to expand the legacy that you leave behind? Get the inspiration you need by hearing from others who are doing just that. Listen for Your Why with host Nelina Varinas. The show features amazing guests who have saved lives, helped others, and brought forth hope to others around them. By hearing their stories, you can make some stories of your own. Your Why can be heard every Friday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation, hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts. We'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Family caregivers face some tough challenges every day in caring for a partner, parent, child, sibling, friend, neighbor, or even co-worker. You are there to provide the care that these people need after everyone else has gone home. Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley will provide you with a social networking experience. You'll hear from experts and others who are experiencing the same things, and together you will promote a common cause. Tune in to Family Caregivers Unite, live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned in to Team Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeamWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeamWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I'm really excited to welcome Natalie Daly. She's the director of Art with Impact Canada. Hi, Natalie. 
Hey. Thanks hey, for having John. me on. Oh, we're so happy to have you. You're a phenomenal mm-hmm. woman. I'm very excited. I just want to remind everyone, uh, feel free to text in the word bully in your email address if you want to communicate with us or win some cool prizes at the end of the show. The number is 707 200 6386 and every time we come back from the break I'll remind you of that number again so uh, Natalie can you tell us how did you begin with Art with Impact? Yeah um, so our um, executive director and the founder Carrie has been on uh, the past couple weeks so I know uh, we've had a bit of an introduction about what Art with Impact does Um, so we originally have been working in the, the states since 2011. So I've been involved with the organization um, just over a year and a half now. And uh, basically, we've just been integrating our our programming that we've been running in the U.S. um, into Canadian colleges and universities in the last year and a half. So um, I actually originally had reached out to Carrie to to do just um, an internship in the U.S. and uh, was really blown away by the, you know, the model of using film and using art to be a catalyst for discussions about mental health and uh, decided um, that it would be really, really beneficial to have in Canadian schools, too. So, um, you know, mental health is something that's always impacted me quite a bit and something I've been in, um, very in tune with in my life and the way that it's impacted me, um, just with, you know, mental illness, um, experiencing it myself and uh, within um, my friends and family. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's something that we really need to have a lot more attention to, and I'm really, really grateful to be a part of such a great organization. That's awesome. Yeah, I've been, I've been every week I watch a couple more Art with Impact films, and it just reaffirms what we're doing and what we're trying to do. Uh, I know you mentioned there was one film in particular that you thought uh, kind of worked with the theme of the week, which is bullying. Um, mm-hmm. Can you tell us what it's called and a little bit about it? Yeah, so it's called More Than a Mental Illness, and it's uh, it's quite short. It's only a minute long, and this is what this is one that we've shown in the beginning of our workshops often uh, when we're talking about stigma and defining stigma. Um, so it was a film that was created by a high school student, actually, and um, it, it basically tells the story of a young man, and there's a you know a young woman who's narrating what she sees in her friend, and uh, we see how this young man is stigmatized by others and kind of seen from others, and she's there. Um, you know, opening our eyes to all the unique characteristics about him. And in the end, she says, you are uniquely you because of your character. And it really gives them a really unique insight into what's really inside a person and and how sometimes we can, you know, put labels on other people um, and judge others and how that is really impacted. So uh, I definitely encourage people to check that film out. And it's a great, um, you know, quick film to kind of give an introduction about stigma And I guess what I wanted to kind of touch on today on this um, topic of bullying was how, um, you know, stigma can be a bully as well. And it's a different type of bullying that causes people to be hard on themselves um, and hard on others, too. I love that. I love how you mentioned um, bullying on ourselves. I I think a lot of times we think of a bully because it's been in the media a lot in kind of the last 10 years with the whole anti-bullying movement that... um, Mm -hmm. It, it's it's all about oh this guy like like Damien talked about I mean dragging somebody up a hill and punching them down and embarrassing them in front of everybody. Um, mm-hmm. I I think we also don't don't address that we bully ourselves a lot. I mean there's a lot of people ask me when I go speak. Oh, do you speak to, to just girls to empower girls? And what breaks my heart and why I've invited so many men to participate in this is because we as females we talk about 
our, our, our lack of self-esteem sometimes and we say, oh, we're fatter, I'm too curly or this boy doesn't like me. But I think there's a lot of young men out there that um, do things as well, whether it's anorexia or using steroids to, to, to change mm-hmm. who they are and how they look because they bully themselves on the inside as well uh, and, and they have low self-esteem and I don't think we address that. So I love how you, you brought that up. Have, did you bully yourself in high school? <laughs> Um, I would definitely say I was really hard on myself. Um, I thought that others were kind of looking at me in a way, um, you know, in a much lower way than they were. And I think it's easy for ourselves, especially for um, youth in high school. It's a really difficult time where you're just really getting to know yourself. And it's really easy to, um, you know, have that negative self-talk and and think that you're kind of projecting something that you really aren't. But, um, and ultimately, I mean, that's, that's what stigma is. It's, um, you know, feelings of shame or embarrassment and it's low self-esteem that we really, really direct onto ourselves. So in that sense, stigma can be, um, you know, a really awful um, bully. And um, I think that bullies as well, um, you know, obviously they're labeled, but they're experiencing things that are causing them to act out in a certain way as well. And, you know, they're, they're probably dealing with, um, you know, experiences of their own related to their mental health. And so I think we need to be mindful that, you know, at the end of the day, we're all people experiencing uh, things of our own. And if we just have a bit more compassion for ourselves and others, um, you know, maybe we can kind of better understand one another and and eliminate some of these issues. That's amazing. Um, I'm... Yeah, I, I love what you say, and I love what Art with Impact does, and I, I literally want to take as much time as we can every single week to give a shout-out to Art with Impact, and anyone out there, parents, teachers, teens, anyone who is listening, if you have not yet checked out Art with Impact and the amazing things that Natalie and Carrie are doing, it it's something that is profound and will change you. Natalie, you host some of the live events in Canada. Could you tell us mm-hmm. about the last one, where it was, how it went, and maybe the next one so people who are interested can, can jump on board or at least how to follow you to hear more about them? Because you travel all across Canada providing these events, and I know Carrie does all across the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're, so this, this semester we're expanding our programming into um, outside of Ontario to Quebec and Alberta as well, and um, and growing in the U.S. as well, from California to New England, and next fall we'll we'll see more states and provinces involved. Um, actually, I just hosted an event yesterday in Calgary um, at, at the Alberta College of Art and Design, and it's really cool to do the live events because you can really feel um, this compassion building in the room and hearing each other's stories and watching these films and having um, more of a validation for our own experiences as well as you know these people in the film who are talking about mental illnesses and. And at the end of the day, we're really just seeing that everybody has a story um, and that it's a spectrum and, and we all just need to be a little bit more understanding and aware of, um, you know, experiences related to mental health because ultimately we do all have them. Um, so, yeah, yesterday was really impactful um, and most of the workshops have this really cool vibe. You can just feel like the empathy growing in the room um, and, you know, some of the comments were really impactful as well um, that, you know, I'm not alone and it's really powerful to see others, um, you know, admitting what they're going through. And that makes me feel, you know, more compelled to um, share my own story. And so that's always really incredible to see and really great feedback. Um, and, and our films, I definitely encourage uh, people to watch on artwithimpact.org. So all of our winning films are there. And we've had some really amazing filmmakers share their stories or, um, you know, share some really unique and honest. Um, experiences related to mental illness that will definitely increase a lot of people's understanding about these types of issues. 
I appreciate it. That's really exciting. And Nat, maybe stick around because we're about to get our tip of the week from Grant. Um, And I know all of our hosts out there, uh, we've all done quite a bit of traveling and traveling is not cheap. And some young people think it's not easy. And I know, Natalie, you've done some incredible travels in your life. So uh, we're going to get some a great tip from Grant coming up right now. And uh, he's going to tell us how within a couple of years while you're in high school, saving up a little bit of money uh, can, can really help you do some cool traveling. And then I'd love to hear some travel stories from everybody before we go to the break. Grant, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Yeah, so I was just going to say saving money is so powerful. It's such a great habit to get into, especially in your teens. For instance, saving as little as, say, $25 a week. And as a teen, yes, there is limited jobs. So say somebody could do babysitting, work at a fast food restaurant, have an allowance, or do odd jobs for the neighbors like I did when I was, when I was a teen. I would cut grass, trim the trees, that kind of thing. So from $25 a week, that's $1,300 a year, times, say, four years when you're a teen from 14 to 18, that's like $5,200 in savings, just four short years. So like you were saying, yes, it's great. You could go on a travel expedition, buy a car, invest that money further to buy property, or there's all sorts of things. But like I say, money is power, and that just that little bit per week uh, when you keep saving that on an ongoing basis is so so great and so powerful. Awesome. That's that's really exciting. So so how much is it? What is it if you times $25 a week from the time you're 14 to 18 times 52 weeks in a year by the time you're done high school? Have I done my math right? It's just over five grand, <laughs> I think. <laughs> yes. That's pretty cool. Well, and that's sort of the... Yeah, exactly. And that could kind of be your minimum sort of benchmark. And of course, if you, if you save even more, then, you know, like you said, if you went traveling, you could extend that travel. So it's such a great um, opportunity. Very cool. Um, I know Ewan's done some pretty cool traveling. Ewan, could you tell us about one of your coolest travel adventures? Yeah. When I was in university, I was able to take a uh, student exchange, which was a great way for me to hit two birds with one stone. I could go to Australia and travel as well as still earn my degree and so that was fantastic because even then I could still use my student loan towards that travel and uh, so that was that was a pretty cool way for me to kind of hit two birds with one stone and get that done. I was thinking about that money saving tip too Grant and I remember my grandma used to give me 20 bucks every Christmas just in like the card and stuff too. I Something yes. I would definitely probably put in towards my little travel fund booster, just a little spike sometimes to get a little gift of find something on the ground, throw that in the piggy bank for travel. Yes. Well, it's, it's so powerful because once you get that, um, that end goal and you start putting more and more funds towards it, it gains momentum. Mm. It becomes easier, I think, too. Once you start putting more things and more things into it, yeah. it gets, get, you feel better about it too, right? Oh, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I can see that. Very cool. And I know, Kev, you've done a lot of traveling in your life. You're still in Australia right now. Um, and you've I done am, some yeah. really cool things. Could you tell us about one of your coolest travel adventures? Oh, man. Um, well, I, I lived in Israel for a month working there, which was amazing. I've been to Italy and England. and I, I'm a bit of a cruise guy. I love cruises. I might might have the soul of a 70-year-old woman, but <laughs> I, I can't get enough of cruises going down to the Caribbean, and every day you wake up, in, you know, in a different place, uh, you know, you wake up in Jamaica today, and Aruba tomorrow, it's a pretty cool way to live, but 
um, or a pretty cool way to travel, I should say. So yeah, and in Australia now, and um, yeah, it's amazing doing a new business with my girlfriend here and just having a blast. So yeah, you definitely, you know, you, you definitely want to save up and um, and be able to do those things later on. It's it's just it just makes for a really exciting life. And Brandy, you always talk about um, getting to live the life of your dreams and. And Grant, those tips are so good because it's little simple things that make a difference down the track, right? I mean, you just steer a little bit yeah. to the left and a mile down the road, you're you're in a whole different path, right? It's, well, exactly. I love, exactly. I love your Kevin, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in and, and talk a bit more about another adventure. I just finally realized I could actually tell on the radio because a lot of them I couldn't. <laughs> and, yeah. and I was actually in your neck of the woods when I was going to school there, and I took a road trip up to Ningaloo Reef, which is the second largest reef after the Great Barrier Reef on eastern Australia, which everyone oh, yeah. knows, right? So yep. it's a 20-hour drive that you are smart to do over several days because if you don't know this, when you're driving on the other side of the road in Australia, which is weird <laughs> enough as it is, yeah. Kangaroos, when you're in the wild, actually come out onto the road at night. And they're, yep. they're as big as deers and they're dangerous and they're they're dumb as nails. They are just they don't get it. And so they'll come out in packs. And when you see one, once you get to dusk, you get scared because there might be more of them in the whole herd going through. So a few times that's kind of the risk we had traveling from one town to the other, just trying to race to get to the next town before dark broke. And I remember finally when we made it all the way up to Ningaloo Reef and we did our snorkeling, beautiful, wonderful, the big exhale moment when you finally get out, so happy you did that. We're literally on our drive back to our hostel when over this flat red earth comes one single kangaroo and it literally headbutt my car. <laughs> now, not on the front, so I didn't hit the kangaroo. It hit me. It hit me in the rear tire well just behind and it fell over into the side of the road just by a bush and hit the brakes and the girl I was with started hyperventilating because I hit a poor kangaroo and I remember my local friend telling me that it's a, a state law there that if you don't go in to check the pouch for a baby then you're liable to for fines and for jail time because it's, it's a it's a criminal that's, offense. That's interesting, Ewan, because there's still wanted posters here with your name and face on it. <laughs> you guys. <are> crazy. <laughs> I was noticing that, and I was like, should I say anything? But I was gonna. I was. I wasn't gonna rat you out, man. Don't don't say anything. And so I had to stop and calm down the girl, and then also get out to go and stick my hand in a dead kangaroo's pouch to see if there's a baby. And I was like, what if there's a dead baby or a live baby? Now I have to call a park ranger and report all of this. And so I got out and took a couple deep breaths, looked down the road about 15 meters or 15 yards behind me to this kangaroo lying on the side of the road, and it woke up. And I was so thankful. It was dizzy, probably concussed, and it did a couple of weird side hops and fell into the bush and that was it i was out of here i jumped back in the car <laughs> headed into fifth and i was out and i was like my job's done i'm done i'm out of here is that where you got the name mr do it yourself because that's something not a lot of us yeah if that doesn't inspire our teens to travel i was gonna say i'm like I don't you know, know, here we are trying to get them excited <laughs> about saving up a couple bucks a week so they can go on a really cool adventure and you've told them that they get to feel around in a possibly dead kangaroo's pouch for the baby they may have also killed as well so just so the teens out there listen, passport, no, kids. 
there's some yeah, there's some really like fun, cool, wicked adventures too. You could also surf in Australia. You know, you could go on a cruise like Kevin, our seventy year old lady is is wanting to do. You you can do a lot of really cool stuff with that money as well. It's not all gonna be as traumatic as some of the things that you had just talked about. <laughs> oh, you wanted stories about that. No, I I'm 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 impressed. Um, okay. What else do you wanted for Ewan? <laughs> <laughs> Um, we're going to go to break in just a minute. So, uh, I just have to give a couple of shout outs to some of our listeners. Um, we do have one listener that texted in last week with some very good points about their own, uh, mental health. And they said that they were listening from in the bathtub. So they wanted me to, um, share, share some things about their story and they'll, they'll be a guest later on in one of the episodes, but to everyone out there who's listening in the bathtub, I hope not only the bath, but Team Wealth Radio is comforting you. And, uh, I just, we're going to come back and talk a little bit more about bullying and how it's affected all of your hosts, um, that are here hosting Team Wealth Radio. But I do want to, uh, give our shout out to our hero of the week as well. Uh, our Hero of the Week is something that we do every single week. If you've seen me around at any of the conferences or anywhere on Facebook, you've seen that I wear a blue cape, and I'm going to wear that cape for an entire year and, and give a shout-out to young people who are doing something in the world that's really impressive. And my shout-out and my Hero of the Week this week is Lucas. He's a young man who I have grown very fond of. I think he is an incredible young man. He's very young. He's just transitioning out of his teenage years, but he is trying to take a life that he is not super happy with and make it something he can be proud of. And uh, I'm, I'm proud to call him my friend. So, Lucas, you're the hero of the week. Uh, we'll be back after the break and just have your pen ready so I can uh, give you that uh, text number to text us and win some cool prizes after the break. Thanks, guys. See you soon. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Hey you. Yeah you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show. The Sharon Kleina Hour. Health, environment, and the power of water. Show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleina Hour is health from an environmental perspective. Your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. You 
are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I hope you got those pens ready. Here's that text number. Remember to text the word bully to... And your email address to 707-200-6386. And now that we're back from the break, we have the fabulous Evan Oglesby joining us all the way from Atlanta, Georgia, to share a little bit about his experience with bullying in life. Hello, everybody. How you guys doing? Good. Hey, hey great to hear from you again, Evan. Be mad. Yeah, Um, Hi, Brandy. Hi, Evan. Um, just want to, uh, I guess, give you my tidbit about my bullying situation growing up. It was kind of different. Um, I was bullied because I played at a different level of athletics. So um, a lot of the guys that was on my team were older, and they didn't like it because I was taking up their friend's position on the team. So middle school was kind of tough for me because I was the only seventh grader starting on the eighth grade football team. And I used to get cheesed, kicked at. I wasn't the biggest guy on the team. Wasn't the fastest, but uh, I guess by just me being in that eighth grade team caused problems a month. So um, the thing that kind of got me out of that, uh, it made me work harder in the weight room. It made me to get a better understanding of who I was and what I wanted to accomplish. And, it, again, it actually turned into a motivation for me to actually gain the weight, to get muscle and uh, to get faster so I can go out there and do the things even, you know, perform at an even better level. So um, everyone gets bullied. I got bullied in my neighborhood. Uh, you know, it's just one of those things that I think you just really have to surround yourself by positive influences. And, you know, really dig deep and, and, and find out within who you really are. Um, now that there's a lot of organizations and we're so fortunate to have anti-bullying groups all over for uh, any acceptance type of bullying, but mine came as an athlete. So I think that's about my two minutes up. Um, I just want to let you know that I think I'm not the only athlete that was bullied. <laughs> No, isn't that amazing, though, Evan and Brandy? Like, um, you know, Evan, you were bullied for being talented, and then other people are bullied because people think they're, because of their looks or their image or their abilities or whatever. It's amazing that there's, it's almost impossible to escape bullying at some point, but realizing that those people who are bullying you, it's all based on their own insecurities, isn't it? They're, They're trying to tear you down because they're not pulling themselves up. Totally, and um, and I kind of understood that at an earlier age, and so that's why it turned into my motivation. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. That's that's, that's brilliant. Um, yeah, I I think people mm. see maybe sometimes they'll see athletes or celebrities or whatever and think they're not getting bullied. Sometimes we don't see it from the other person's perspective. Um, uh, I really, you know, what I I, I really hate the term anti-bullying. I know bullying has been this huge thing in the last 10 years. The reason why I don't like anti-bullying is because I believe it says 
you know, hate the, it kind of pushes against the bullies. But from my experience and working with a lot of young people, the ones that sometimes, and it's not always, some of the bullies are just jerks. Um, but some of the bullies are the ones that at home are getting beaten up by either their parents or their brother or so, something's wrong in life. Men, maybe they have mental health issues or something like that. So, so you know, we, it, it, I don't want it to be just anti-bullying. We shouldn't be putting down all the bullies. Young people out there who are being bullied, maybe realize that this isn't against you. It's because they've got issues too. So, Kev, I love that you brought that point up. And Evan, I love that you talked about you that you're this you were this professional athlete in the highest level of the sport, winning all American. So, so people don't. We have to realize that every single one of us is going through some kind of struggle. And whether you're the bully or the bullied, we just need to open our hearts a little bit and realize that the person that's picking on us or the person that we're picking on. Maybe maybe they're going through something, and and, and it's not about you. Uh, it's it's about you know what everybody's going through. So I, I appreciate that you guys brought that up, and I know I know Ewan's got uh, something he wants to share with us as well about bullying. So I'm curious. He he, he bullied a kangaroo. I heard. I hear. So. <laughs> I heard that too. I'm telling you that kangaroo hit me. <laughs> now growing up like Evan I was bullied when I was young I still remember the names of my bullies in grade 4 and 5 and it was funny as Damien had talked about too when I saw them older I actually had a summer construction job with one of these bullies and he was still the same size and I was now like a foot taller than him and he and I got along fine. I never brought it up. I don't think he ever realized what he was like and how much he tormented and made my life hell when I was younger in recess and in lunch lunch break if I had to walk down the same hallway that I knew he was in. And it's funny when you think about yourself as the victim. It wasn't until I was in a restaurant decades later. I was out of high school and I met a friend that was in my Boy Scouts group and we said hi and we had a talk and then he said something to me to just like cut right through me and he told me how when I was younger although we were getting along at that point I was a bully to him and it was such a shock to me I had no idea that I could be that person I thought I was a nice guy and I had to really still stick with me I still got an interaction years later and it really proves to me how it proves to me how interesting it can be to be looking outwards and never looking inwards when you're seeing this. And so to anyone who is being bullied, or if you're aware that you are the bully, especially if you're being bullied, just realize that history repeats itself. And to try and do whatever you can to not break, or to break the cycle. Because I remember where I got that behavior in Scouts was when I was young and new, I was being initiated, and you always had to pay respect to the elders by doing what they told you and that was the sort of bullying that we were doing and it was only till I heard that I realized that I was just perpetuating this nasty cycle of negativity and putting down people and making them feel insecure when they're first joining the group and I remember in sports teams I played a lot growing up there was always the initiation of the rookies and stuff where they had to go through some sort of trial by fire so to speak to make them earn their stripes so that they were part of the wolf pack of the team and I always look forward to that because I wanted to go through I don't mind being embarrassed and I would go through that at that age and really try and earn the respect from my peers but I remember when I was doing that and perpetuating the cycle to those who are younger who knew and who were new and they didn't want to be a part of it and they were really insecure about it. I remember now that 
that wasn't something that was very healthy for them. And I don't know how that could affect them, but it could be quite negative. Nowadays, if I could just preach to anyone who's in this sort of group mentality and you have new members, and if there is initiations that are, that are part of it, try something different that's inclusive. Have a big cookout dinner that includes everyone for the, everyone who's already on the team cooks a meal for all the new people that welcomes them. Make them feel, it still makes them feel like part of the same team, the same family, and that they're earned and respected, but it's a different way to go about it that doesn't leave any sort of negative debris in their psychology. I love it. I really appreciate that. That's a it's a different different perspective, and you you you're this is why you're Mr. Do It Yourself because you're always giving some great suggestions, man. I appreciate it. I have to say that when I was in high school, uh, I wasn't really picked on. I mean, there was this one guy that was kind of a bully. Uh, let's call him Ryan, just because that's a pretty typical name. <laughs> and he was a bully. He never really picked on me. I mean, he would say little things, but because I I knew kind of everybody in in the school, I didn't I didn't really get the full brunt of the bullying at all. But I remember this one time I figured, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to stop this. And we were in socials class and uh, he was picking on the kid behind me. And because he knew me and we'd kind of gone to elementary and stuff together, he, I knew that he was kind of sensitive to something I might do. So I'm really good at fake crying. So what I did when he was picking on this kid behind me is I, I elbowed my girlfriend sitting beside me and I said, Hey, watch this. And I burst into tears. I turned to him and I said, you know, Ryan, you shouldn't pick on, pick on these people, man. It's really not cool. Everybody here just trying to learn, trying to be good. He's a good person. You don't need to pick on him. And all of a sudden, because I brought that out, he was like, oh, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And the teacher called him out and he stood up. And I guess I kind of bullied him in, in a way myself. But he stood up and apologized to this kid. And, and, and because I wanted him to see that he wasn't just affecting Thanks, Joseph, by the way. A little shout out to a, a little comment I just got. Um, he wasn't just affecting the kid that he was picking on, but he was affecting the rest of us, too, because it brought some negativity in the classroom that I didn't like. So I just wanted to share that tidbit out there. And Kev, you're a pretty dynamic human being. I, can't, I find it hard to imagine that you were bullied. Were you, were you ever bullied? Oh, man. I, w- <laughs> I was, I, yeah, yeah. Long story short, yes. <laughs> it was really bad. I mean... I had the roundest, fattest face in the history of the world, Brandy. Um, and they used to say if they put a, a basket under my chin, they could fly me around the world like a hot air balloon. And <laughs> they oh, would, wow. like, I, I, I got the name Chip for Chipmunk Cheeks. And um, they would like circle my picture in the yearbook and write nasty comments and slip it in my locker. And then I would get shoved in the locker and... Um, and then, yeah, yeah, and then you know what? I ended up teaching a self-esteem course. So it's, um, <laughs> you know, school can be like school can be a horrible place, right? I mean, we've all had experiences where we wish, you know, we didn't have to go through or whatever. And it, and being a teenager, we forget how hard that can be sometimes, and we gotta gotta give each other a break because it can be a really really difficult time, and there's more pressure now and more things to deal with than ever before. And we just got to realize, you know, Brandy, you talked about you hate the term anti-bullying. I think we should call it pro-compassion because everybody's you. going through something. Amen. And, amen. Amen. Can I like <laughs> and, um, you know, because everybody's going through something and you have a choice. Now, you and I'm going to follow your preach here. Everybody mm-hmm. has a choice. You either 
you know, when you're down and out or you're feeling like crap, and we all do, we all go through that. And you have to realize every single person is, is going through something. You either have a choice to pull yourself up, make yourself better and get through it, or you tear other people down because you're not happy with where you're at. So you want company. And nobody wins when you tear people down. You know what I mean? And, and, and to all our teen listeners out there, just remember this. What, whatever you're going through, uh, however bad it might be, and I'm going to choke up here a bit because I went through it. It was horrible. It, it's not the rest of your life right now. It, it's it's going to get better. And these, these, like, I don't even see the people from my high school anymore. I went to school with a 1,000 people. We had a big, big high school. I don't see any of them anymore. You know what I mean? And they, I, I let them define my life and myself worth and my self-image and all that what a load of crap you know what I mean and I heard a, a great quote a long time ago and our teens were always worried about what other people are saying about us when we're in our 20s or 30s we stop caring what people are saying about us and when we're in our 50s or 60s we realize nobody was ever talking about us so you know don't place your self-worth and your self-esteem and your self-image on on what other people are, are putting on you because they're going through their own things. And, and trust me, life gets better. Now, I'm going to take this from you, Kevin, and just sum it up real quick. So let me get this straight. You came from a high school of 1,000 where you experienced this sort of thing, and now you've gone on yourself to teach self-esteem courses. You're now dating an Olympia body figure champion, and you've got a Hollywood film that's been produced, which I think just won an award. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, we. Uh, I just finished producing a, a feature film. It's premiering in Hollywood in two weeks uh, from tomorrow at the Hollywood Real Independent Film Festival. We won Best Horror Film. It's about Bigfoot. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm in Australia right now with my girlfriend. Like I said, we're launching a new company. She's the World Olympia figure champion. She's got a brandy. I hope we can get her on. She's got an amazing story. I'll bring you to tears. And, um, and, you know, we're starting this new company and, and, ah, man, life is, life is awesome. Life is so exciting. And if I would have thought back to my, to my uh, high school years, I would have thought, (laughs) just leave me in the locker. So, so to all our listeners, if you're stuck in a locker, even listening to this program right now, and we're the only friends you've got, um, you're on the right path. It's going to get better. There's, uh, there's you, I mean, I believe in each and every one of you, you all got gifts and talents and abilities and, um, and just, you know, get your self image in check, get your self esteem in check, look at the right things. Don't worry about what other people are, are doing, um, with their own insecurities and trying to tear you down. Don't let it happen. So you guys are awesome. And I love this show, Brandy. Thanks, Kev. I appreciate it. I'm I'm blessed to have you all involved. I think this is uh, I don't I don't know. Maybe it might not touch a million teens around the world yet, but uh, it's certainly touched me. And and I just I'm privileged to have you guys here and all around. Um, you know, it's it's funny. Sometimes we don't think of of different types of bullying that are out there, but it it doesn't always stop when you're <laughs> when you grow up. I mean I mean we do it. I mean I look at women in business. Tomorrow I'm act- I'm currently in Austin, Texas. Um, tomorrow I'm speaking at the Empowering Women in Business Conference, and they asked me, what do you want to speak about? And, and I said, I want to speak about our identity as women, first off, because sometimes we try and be someone we're not, uh, and, and sometimes we bully each other. And I think it was Madeleine Albright 
believe it was her that said there's a special place in hell for women who don't help each other. And, and <laughs> I mean, it's pretty harsh, but it's true because we, we see each other as competition instead of collaborators. And I'm really looking forward to speaking at this yeah. Empowering Women conference tomorrow because together we collaborate and we make the world a better place. So uh, as we close out here, I just want to uh, tell everyone that our, our book of the week, if you want to read something really good about bullying, is called Sticks and Stones. It was, came out in 2013 by Emily Bazelon and a film I recommend. It's a documentary, but I think it's something everyone has to see. It's just called Bully. And it's by a man named Lee Hirsch. And uh, that'll give you something good. And, and we do have Teen Wealth Magazine coming out very shortly. Uh, we're looking for young people, parents, teachers, educators, anybody that's out there listening who has a story that they want to share, whether it's um, with their name on it or, or anonymous. If, if it's going to help somebody else connect and, and maybe uh, not struggle with, with their struggles, uh, we'd love to hear from you. So, uh, feel free to hit us up. It's Brandy with an I at globalteamwealth.com. I love you all, and I'll see you next Thursday live at 5 Pacific, 8 Eastern. Thanks for joining. Thanks for being part of Teen Wealth Radio. Please join your host, Brandy England, her guests, and panel of experts again next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an awesome week, and we'll see you here for the next show. again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the voice america variety channel for more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest please visit voiceamericavariety.com the voice america talk radio network is the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio visit voiceamerica.com the views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the voice america talk radio network it's staff and management.